This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the final cat. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. And I'm the other idiot, Brad. Hi, Brad. <laughs> hey, what's up? Brad's having some tooth pain, y'all. He's got to go to the dentist. He's got to get his tooth pulled. Yeah, dude, it has been... I'm not going to bore anybody, but it this whole process, trying to get in because of all the shutdowns last year, has been a pain in the ass. Yeah, everything's backed up. Um Sometimes you got to really, though, like sometimes they'll just treat it as like, oh, okay, whatever. But sometimes you got to like really push it and be like, you know what? This is really starting to affect my life. I ain't got time to wait. So, yeah. And that's what I said. I called another office today. I was like, (laughs) you guys don't understand. It freaking hurts. I need to get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know how that feels. I've had a lot of uh, dental issues because of riding BMX bikes and motocross and skateboards and, I uh, I did a lot of damage to my teeth, needless <laughs> to say, and uh, so I know how that what that feeling is. There's nothing worse than cracking a tooth like completely in half oh. and having that nerve exposed to yep. like cold air. Yep, I've done Ooh. that before. So how did you <laughs> break your wisdom tooth? I don't know. It just cracked. Yeah, maybe you had a cavity or something in it, and it yeah, just broke. I, I know. Yeah, we like bad enamel runs in my family. So, mm. yep. And do you drink soda? I used to. I don't really drink it anymore. 
Yeah, but coffee can be acidic, I think, right? Yep, I drink coffee every morning. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, but I don't know. It's uh, one of those things. Some people have those issues. Some people don't. I don't. Um, I have exceptionally strong. I'm on the the opposite spectrum of you. I have uh, exceptionally strong enamel to the point that I could go to the dentist and it not be several years and they barely have to clean my teeth. Wow. Um, (laughs) Because like my enamel is so tough and like it does like plaque doesn't stick to my teeth very easily. Yeah. Now my teeth do stain because I am a coffee drinker. Unfortunately I uh, used, you know, dip and, uh, so that has kind of kind of reared its ugly head a little bit. I need to do some uh, teeth whitening and quit chewing. So I don't drink enough coffee to probably stain my teeth. I drink like one cup a day. Yeah, me too. Like one decent one, but I'm not uh, an all day drinker of coffee yeah. and I drink a ton of water. So, but yep. But I don't know. Brad and I um, have, like we've been talking about, it's been hard to find some episodes this week. We've, uh, We've been reaching out to companies and stuff like that, and sometimes we get responses, sometimes we don't, and lately it's been a lot of uh, no response backs. So, um, you know, it, no fault to any company or anything like that. It's just it tends to kind of happen like that towards this part of the season when the shopping stuff's getting ready to ramp up, and it's hard for them to get back and you know have the time yeah. to deal with. Uh, doing a podcast or whatever so we're just going to talk about some uh, top products from this past year um brad's got a bunch i ain't gonna have very much to share just because i didn't fish a lot this year um but you know um i don't know maybe i'll revisit some stuff that we've talked about in the past or whatever so yeah brad, was just, you want to start us out well i was gonna say uh even if you don't really have any products we can always highlight something that caught your interest this year and yeah you know, for sure whatever start us out bro um well dude i this year <laughs> you were like oh crap he doesn't have anything to say <laughs> like, you just told me you had all this stuff to say yeah i know it's just uh this year i completely redid my whole arsenal of rods and reels so i was just yeah. gonna talk, talk about that, that a little cool. bit that was um fun. that was cool. what's that i said that was fun that was cool like you know you went from having like random shit you know like <laughs> yeah i mean that's not to give you a hard time by any means because you know what if you find something you like use it man who cares i'm yeah. just i'm just weird that i'll stick to something you know stick to mm-hmm. a brand like like my like with clothing i'm just weird like that man um i'll find something that i like and i wear the shit out of it you know mm-hmm. so you know mine's always been fenwick but you were on you had a, a wide variety of rods and reels i had a 13 fishing rod which hated it sucked uh fenwick hmg that was probably my favorite one i had i had a couple of those actually um abby garcia villain rod and ended up breaking during a tournament in indiana last year mm-hmm. so I was down to Ned Rig Rod, and I don't know. There's like a couple more brands that I had, but I just wasn't super happy with any of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like the Fenwick HMG, but I was just like, eh, a uh, hundred dollar rod. You, you're not going to get that sensitivity. Yep. So when I finally picked up one of Brian's Douglas rods and he let me use it, I was like, 
holy crap. Because the, the, these rods are like 189 for the LRS and 289 for the X Matrix. Yeah. So I was like, holy crap, dude. I can feel every little rock. I could never do this before with my Fitwick HMG. This is crazy. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest upgrade that I've had for 2021 was the LRS rod and the X Matrix. I love that. Especially the X Matrix. That thing's awesome. Yeah, man, those are those are some seriously nice rods um, with a really good price point, too. You know, like it's um, I was impressed when I mean, I haven't seen them in person, but, you know, from all the stories that I've heard talking to Bailey, talking to you, talking to Brian, you know, and the, anybody else who's I know that Armando's a big fan of them. Obviously, he's on their pro staff. You are now. Brian is. And um, it's a. Uh, you guys have all been raving about it, man. I haven't really heard anything negative by any means. Um, yeah. And it's funny because the first time Brian put it in my hands, he was just smirking at me. And he was just like, hold this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> picked it up. My it's like, Holy crap, this thing's light. Yeah. And he uh, uh, he did the same thing with Matt Gibson. Matt Gibson has one or two maybe now, I think. And he's, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that's some awesome rods. I like them. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you get up in that that three hundred dollar range, um, you know, it's is a a big, big, big difference, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that that like you said, how light, how sensitive they are. Because it's funny, I have a uh, like a heavy action seven foot six uh, Fenwick world class rod, and that's their like two ninety nine uh, rod, and it weighs i think less than my seven foot medium heavy fenwick that's just the elite bass ones it feels like it you know what i mean that elite bass one feels kind of like a broomstick you know compared to it but i like that i really like my like uh elite bass rod from fenwick because it's like i throw um like chatterbait uh chatterbaits on it and you know like i don't know i just like the sort of like the heaviness to be able to rip those those yeah. baits through the grass yep like that and um and i use that a lot on the rivers when i start throwing like um uh like weighted swim baits and stuff like that um i don't know for some reason i start I really liked it dude and to tell you the truth dude, it was hilarious when i caught all those uh really nice bass on the uh that white popper uh that tournament that i did that river yeah. turn or when i fish the river i threw that <laughs> on the uh big yeah big dude. red dang that's crazy <laughs> and it worked flawlessly i don't know why <laughs> what, what weird i mean is it a fast action? uh yes yeah okay. i think it is um and what's funny though is like i mean the, that popper is not a small one it's it's a decent size it's like a three and a half oh yeah. maybe four inch one so it's uh it's got weight to it so i mean i can throw that thing a country mile with that rod and that reel setup so that's sweet but i know i i throw i have one of the labina lures ricos and i throw it on like a uh seven foot uh medium fast or six foot ten uh extra medium light it's yeah. real fun on that thing but yeah those ricos are smaller than what you're talking about though yeah um but so the Douglas rods, man, I know you you've been a big huge fan of it. They're sharp too. They look really nice. They look good, yeah. The uh that that 
shade of blue and then the gray. Obviously, gray is my favorite color. I think I've said that plenty of times, but those two colors together, they look really good side by side. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that, that's probably my top upgrade for the year for sure. So what is your favorite thing about the rod series? Just the sensitivity difference? Oh, yeah. Sensitivity and the EVA foam. So I've never really used a rod with EVA foam. I've always used cork. Yeah. I just really like the the feeling of it. It's nice and soft, and I don't know. It feels good in my hand. <clears throat> nice. All right. <laughs> You're going to make a joke there, yeah, weren't you? I was going to, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I knew it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm tired. My mind's in the gutter. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said before, I didn't really buy a lot this year. Um, everybody knows that I was in uh, the Killer HD last year, and that's what I was in this year as well. So it just changed the color of the battleship. Um, so that wasn't anything different. Um, trying to think of any like baits that I got. I did fish this year a little bit um, at the beginning of the year, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Was um, throwing the um, Vision One Ten Junior. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't catch any fish with it. Uh, I didn't fish it that much, but um, I wanted to uh, try that out. I bought that actually last year when we were up in. Um, the Lake Erie area when it was like mm-hmm. me and Mike and Brandon and uh, Dylan and uh, his brother Braden. And uh, we went to that, uh, that fishing store up there. What's that one up there? Oh gosh. I just forgot the name of it. They used to sponsor one of the BKFT. Oh, Central. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, yeah. They had a new store up there, dude. And it was huge. And like the store so big for just fishing stuff like it it was unreal and it was only like a quarter full and um so we bought you know everybody we were like kids in a candy shop i think in that little like shopping trip and we were just there to buy a couple baits ended up being like 500 dollars between all of us holy crap yeah (laughs) mega bass though man they're expensive yeah yeah and i bought i bought that and i bought some dark sleepers some more kai and um bought a bunch of stuff i didn't really need yeah but uh (laughs) the vision 110 junior was one that i bought and uh it's a sharp looking lord um i'm excited to try to get some more time out on the water Um, i really like i need to get out there now when it's cold i was about to say man right now yeah and it's and it's a smaller profile you know um so uh but yeah it's pretty sharp that's probably glad, one of my favorite things I bought this year. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up jerk baits because that was going to be one of my things too. I'd never thrown one until this fall, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I went and got a Lucky Craft pointer though, uh, yeah. 100 SP. Um, well, I take that back. When was that? Beginning of October, I started throwing the KBD 100s because uh, my buddy lent me one. He was smashing them. I mean, he was. I was throwing the big Joshy, and he was probably catching fish on uh the jerk bait like four to one. Today. Oh really? So I was like, you got another one of those? Who were you fishing it. with? Uh his name's Will Jones. He's from uh Troy area. Okay. I met him on Instagram. We met up and fished. Uh but yeah he was killing it. I was like give me one of those dude I don't want to try one. So I ended up trading him one of my witty crankbaits for it, which I know 
it's not an even trade, but you know, I didn't really care. I was just like, you'll, you'll, you'll like that. It's wake bait. So I ended up throwing the KVD 100 and I caught fish with it. I was like, they are nailing this jerk bait. This thing's a lot of fun. I never really knew how fun it was, you know? Yeah. So it's that, crazy when you start throwing those baits to match up with the season and you're like, man, what have I been doing this whole time? Because you know about it too. Yeah. Right? And uh, you're like me, you get stubborn like in your ways and you're like, ah, I'm just going to throw what I know because you have that comfort level and you know what yeah. the bites feel like. And you, you know, it's not that you don't have baits for those seasons. It's just that you're the kind of guy that you're so comfortable to say throwing the Ned rig. That'd be yeah. hard to get the Ned rig out of your hands at this time of year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then you're also like me, you hate losing expensive lures and jerk baits are one of the top <laughs> top price ones up there so yeah i lost two recently so i lost the lucky craft pointer and a uh x-rap mm-hmm. <laughs> the same day and uh, i take that back I, I lost a spro little john the same day so it was like a really expensive trip <laughs> yeah it uh it's not it's that's what that's what fishing is man it gets to be pricey when you start messing around with some of those lures because some of those lures are expensive for a reason it's not yeah. necessarily always about their quality it's about the popularity too you yeah. know i mean they are built better <clears throat> usually have better hooks and yeah things like that but still even at that like i know a lot of people that go and replace mega bass hooks you know yeah. so i've been exclusively throwing that lucky craft pointer for probably the last three weeks three or four weeks maybe uh I haven't even touched the Ned rig, dude. I've been yeah. throwing the jerk bait because I've been having so much fun with it. And I've caught a couple 19s and 18 with it all within the last month. So it, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Um, I've got actually a, not, I don't have a ton. Um, you should see Dylan's collection. Oh, I, I believe it. Have you heard about like his obsession yeah. with buying Mega Bass Vision 110s? Like, like the JDM ones that yep. aren't here and yeah, it's crazy. And uh, he's got a quite, quite the collection. Um, I have a, I have more <laughs> jerk baits than I should have because I don't throw them yeah. that often, but I have some nice lucky craft ones and stuff like that from when I used to be do the MTB box oh, and yeah. uh, lucky craft was one of their uh, big suppliers. And um but yeah, um, I think I some have pretty couple cool six sense ones. Um, huh. I think I might try next year's doing a six sense box. Um, Brian was always impressed with uh, their baits and stuff like that. And if you want to get into like throwing, well, they're mixing it up more now. Back then, it was um, they were you know you got the hard baits and all kinds of cool crank baits and deep diving cranks, mediums, lows, you know, whatever. But yeah um but yeah so we both uh which which uh crankbait you say that lucky craft's your favorite one uh jerkbait yeah yeah Yeah, the lucky craft for sure uh so i've thrown that the kvd 100 and the x rat Mm -hmm. over the last few months and yeah lucky craft's definitely my favorite it's a bigger profile too it's a four inch jerkbait and like a really fat looking compared to the other the other is long and slender yeah, yeah. Um, oh. trying to think. Uh, what else you got? Um, I upgraded all my uh, reels as well, so that that was a big upgrade to me. Uh, switched over to Corrado DC's uh, Stratic FL, 
Uh, I still got some lower end reels. I got a Fluger uh, Supreme and uh, uh, Nasky, uh, Shimano Nasky. But other than that, yeah, I've completely upgraded my arsenal. Yeah. Um. So I know I I I do have a Shimano SLX too, which is a lower end. But yeah, I I want to upgrade those. I just don't think it's going to happen in 2022. But that's all right. Yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, crowd of DC, man, it's kind of changed how I throw certain baits, I guess you'd say. Like, because before I had trouble throwing like lighter baits, quarter ounce or lighter, but I, I can throw a quarter ounce, three sixteenths with that thing, and it's not too hard. Yeah. Uh, this is an old thing that that I had last year, but still right now it's uh, one of my favorite things that I've bought in the past couple years is going to be, uh, or gotten, uh, is the uh, Yak Gadget um, uh, XD Crate. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that last year for this same episode. At the yeah, year. man. So I, even though I didn't fish though, like a lot this year, every time I had that thing with me, it just constantly reminds me of how awesome it is. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first saw the crate itself, we were like, Hey, that's cool. And, but you kind of don't really get the full gist of it until you use it and realize, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, it doesn't, it's not as much plastic as say the black pack, you know, cause it's, it's got this slanted profile and everything like that. And I wasn't sure to, if I liked that or not. Right. And, mm. um, dude, it's a, it's a great thing. It makes figuring out what I'm grabbing so much easier. Um, yeah. You know, like it's unless you're at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, Shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Really, like, good about your placement of your boxes and where they're at, and you can remember it, which is not hard to do, but I would say, like, once you've pulled a box and you're trying to replace it, you know, are you going to be putting it in that same spot? That's where it would be a pain in the butt, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether you're going from top to bottom or bottom to top, you know, is it the first, second, third box, whatever, Um so having that visual and having the ability just to kind of turn around and see exactly what it is that you're grabbing a lot easier than, you know, like a full box that's yeah, like reaching yeah. into the top. 
Yeah. Even with the lid, like, I mean, I was like, I've always been, I was always a fan of the black pack lid, even though I know it was loud and stuff like that. And it was kind of, I don't know, a little cumbersome because it had that weird um, bungee like system that was attaching it. But I always liked it because I felt like it was, you know, like it was, that stuff was going to stay closed, right? Yeah. Flipped over or whatever. And with the, the Yak Gadget box, I was always kind of like, oh, this, this cover is kind of, you know, weird or whatever to me. Like, is it going to hold this stuff in? It, in, in my opinion, it should, you know, and it should hold well. Um, yeah. Heck, I drive with it in the back of my kayak and it, no issues. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see like something made eventually as a lid, like a hard top lid, mm-hmm. um, you know, with like a hinge system on it. I think it can be done. Um, I think it would just be a matter of like, you know, like having like an angle to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. To bring it up and over. Um, but I mean, that's, that's another here there, but that's not the reason why I like it. It's just, it's made life in attack, you know, in your tackle management. So, so much easier in my yeah. opinion. So I actually took out the dividers in mind. Yeah. A I, lot I like of people it. Do. So, I like it like that. Um, I think I have two, two dividers in mind. Um, the way I have mine set up it. See, I don't carry, um, I haven't put all my tackle together. Like I have, I have, and then here's what I end up doing. So I have big, big boxes, right? And I have like all my crank baits in one box and then all, all of my jerk baits and then all the jigs and, you know, whatnot. The jig box is in the Plano Edge box now. And that comes with me. But a lot of times what I will do is pick out my baits and I'll put them in smaller boxes. Yeah. And um, when I do that, it gives me room to throw in my spinnerbait box in there and stuff like that. But the problem is, is then I get all like everything's mixed up. So then it's like, ah, when I go to try to look for something, there's no organization within what I've consolidated into the smaller boxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of need to take a step back because that that is one thing that I do that I think holds me back as an angler. Um, for trying new things, right? Like, I, I, you know, I could be like, oh man, you know, maybe, maybe a jerk bait's good in this. And then I'm like, oh, I don't, I got to dig for it. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I don't know what box it's, I mean, I'll have an idea what box it's in, but it's not, it, it's not, I don't have like a bunch Easily of jerk accessible. Yeah. I've got like maybe three jerk baits. Yeah. I'm the, yeah. I'm the same you way. Know? So, and it's all mixed up. And then like, I will, yeah. What I'll end up doing is pulling a box, taking a lure out that I want next, and replacing it with the one I'm cutting off. I do that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, I think what I need to do is maybe get a box or something that's like a catch. And instead of replacing that lure back into the box, um, I actually take it and put it back where it was supposed to be. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh-huh. then get used to where they're at that way. I, uh, so what I do now is like, like I've said before, I've scaled way down on the river this year to mm-hmm. where I'm bringing one tackle box and then like my binder of TRDs or yeah uh, bugs or whatever. Um, I have a one river box and in that box, I, I have everything from swim baits. I have 
two jerk baits in there, a finesse jig, some top water lures, you know, yeah. anything I would throw on the river. So yep. I don't bring much out there with me. So when I do change something, like if I go from jerk bait to top water, I'll just throw it yeah. back in the spot where the top water was. Yeah. It's a good idea. I've tried to do that. Um, but then it all just gets jumbled together sooner. Or yeah. Later, so. And if I'm on the lake, I bring all my tackle boxes. So I, I have a separate crankbait box and then a jig and chatterbait box. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I know, I know the feeling cause I do switch stuff around like that too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if you guys are out in the market for a new, you know, tackle management box, definitely check out the Yak Gadget series. Um, they're awesome. They have a lot of cool new products coming soon too, guys. So, um, Get on the oh, yeah. website, pay attention. Um, you're going to see some stuff in the next couple months that um, it's just going to add to their current arsenal of high quality accessories and stuff, man. A lot of, you know, they're really, really good with the management thing of, you know, paddles, rods, you know, your tackle management stuff for your boxes. And, you know, uh, you, they've got mounts for motors for you know they've got the the manual power poles type system it's awesome so yeah um keep on a lookout john's still innovating so like always man <laughs> yeah so uh what you got next on the list uh i was just gonna talk about some of my top baits for the year i mean you know i don't i didn't know what, what you had planned but i know you didn't get to fish that much but go ahead i don't know I don't know. So, seems like most of the year until towards the end of the summer, we had some higher and dirty water on the river. So i I didn't get to fish top water much this year. I was determined to throw the Rico more this year and get better with the top uh, the popper. It just didn't happen. Uh, I threw the buzz bait and the plopper and. It's, it was just a bad year for topwater for whatever reason. I'm guessing water clarity had stuff to do with it, you know. Yeah. But, uh, since the water clarity was poor for half the year, I was throwing the uh, uh, War Eagle um, Disco Lemonade that Michael Teach has coined the phrase of. It's mm -hmm. all chartreuse with uh, painted blades. Uh, I threw that quite a bit and i caught a ton of fish on that lure in muddy conditions and uh, i don't know it was just it was fun to throw a spinnerbait because it kind of brought me back to when i was younger because that's uh spinnerbaits and crankbaits is what i threw going fishing with my dad yeah so it was kind of cool man just what were you throwing your spinnerbaits on and how big uh three three eighths ounce on a seven foot four rod medium heavy yeah, fast action. So yeah, man, that, that was a blast. I had fun. I caught a pike using that lure. Caught multiple saw guy using it. Caught bass using it. It was a good, good, good year. I do got to throw in the custom jig masters uh, uh, spinner bait. Yeah, with a, it, I think it's an Indiana blade. It's not quite Colorado. Cause it's like, you know, it's leaf shaped. Yeah. Uh, he made me a custom bl all black spinnerbait 
with a black painted Indiana blade. And I mean, it was a magnum, huge blade, and it thumped. It thumps harder than like a jackhammer. Yeah. Uh, I had one of the best days on the river using that thing this year in muddy conditions. So, nice. Yeah. I ended up losing it like two yeah. miles down the river. I was so mad. I was like, dude, that spinnerbait was freaking <laughs> Did you sweet. Get snagged on a rock or I casted it off somehow. I don't oh, even. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I just slung it and it just saw it like sailing away. It's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> Uh, Cody, uh, if you're listening to this man, I need to get back with you because that thing was awesome. Yeah. He makes some great spinner baits. Let's reach out to him, man. Yeah, I um, just haven't had the time yet. But uh, I've always just been—I've always kept hearing about the um, the black spinner baits with orange blades on them. I'd like to I have, have one. Somebody make one of those for me. Uh, Cody would probably do it. Uh, they sell. They sell he, some. I don't know. Sure. I don't want a giant magnum one though, man. You know, if you're if you're getting if you're if you're gonna get like a Colorado blade one, you want something with a lot of thump. You're only gonna throw that in muddy water, right? Right. Or but, at nighttime. I heard they're awesome at night. Yeah, I, that's one thing I want to try next year. Fishing, especially East River Landing over here by me. I want to try fishing that in the middle of the night in the summertime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what else you got, dude? What other kind of baits? I didn't really throw. A lot uh, of I mean, I threw a white top or a popper and had that spectacular day, but that's nothing new. I mean, that's yeah. a tried and true, you know, great topwater smallmouth or so. Yeah. Uh, I threw the Tokyo rig in the river quite a bit. Oh yeah, did you raved about that all year? <laughs> it was fun, man. I, I don't know. Just trying something. Became new. Japanese this year. <laughs> he was all about the Tokyo rig. He was. I like, caught two twenties on that thing this year. I mean, it's One, really just like a good way of throwing um, a drop shot in the river. That's yeah. not going to get destroyed, or you're going to snag it on everything. When you think, yeah, it's it. it's like a drop shot slash jig. Yeah. So when we went up north. I started throwing that thing and uh, we were catching some awesome fish on it. I was like, man, I need to try this in the river. If the smallmouth are hitting it here, they're going to hit it in the river. Yeah. I ended up trying it. I found a spot up here that had a, a super deep drop off, went from like three foot down to 18 foot. And I just dragged it all the way down there. I nailed like a 29 inch carp and some smallmouth. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it's a cool lure because you can you can put some weight on it. It doesn't snag very easy on rocks. And um, yeah, throw know. a half ounce half ounce weight on it. You get to like 20, 25 feet in like four seconds. It's pretty yeah. quick. Heck yeah, um, yeah, dude. You you were a big fan of that. I mean, it was crazy to see throwing it in a river too. Like you know, there's you haven't really heard anybody doing that, um, especially even around here. And um, you kind of figured out a good technique to throw out there when all its fails and you need to get a bait and keep it pinned just off the bottom, you know? Um, yeah. So and what it's were not you using? What do you like to use as your trailer or as your uh, missile baits? D baby D bomb. That was a good one. And then the uh, Berkeley chigger crawl. That was another good one. Yeah. And it was funny because there's this one certain bridge in Dayton and Justin was casting at it, casting at it, casting at it. I come right behind him with a toggy rig, throw it in there and catch a fish. 
Um, you should try throwing like a uh, like a fluke style bait or something like that on it. Um, I thought about that. You know, not necessarily uh, like Kitek, but something with a you know a little bit of a wave to it or something mm-hmm. weird like that. Like a you know like a good minnow like a diamond tail or something. Um, yeah, anything. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw something paddle tail at all. You wouldn't need the thump. Because, um, yeah. I mean, if you really think about that. That bait is actually used technically. It was like a punching style rig. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's you're going to bring up, you know, your bait is going to be sitting, what, you know, four, three to four inches off, about three inches off the, off yeah. the bottom. And it's just going to look like a bait fish kind of, you know, chilling at the bottom, you know, scooting around a little bit and. I don't think you'd have to really put a paddle tail on it, you know? Yeah, I don't think so. if you're fishing the bottom and you know that they're down there, you're going to be going right in front of them, you know? I know uh, my buddy Matt, he was throwing the Cinco on it. I was like, that's a good idea. I never even thought about trying that. Yep. You know, and you're not not fishing it quick, you know? Yeah. You're kind of drag pausing. So... Yeah, drag it and then let it sit and then just shake the rod tip. And that's the thing that... Like I picture that bait in the water just going like this when I'm shaking the rod tip, just barely. Yeah, it's cool. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything if I had to add stuff. I just did I use anything different? You go ahead. I'll think. Uh there was one more. I just, well, big big Joshy. That was the other one. I I know it's. Very well known here in Ohio, but if you're not throwing the big Joshi in other parts of the country, you need to throw it because that thing is amazing. Yeah. If you're a smallmouth river person um, in Ohio, uh, especially central Ohio and southwest Ohio, um, I don't know how popular they are in other places in Ohio, but in our areas, uh, they've been fished and talked about for years now. Um, yeah. And uh, they just flat out produce good fish. Um, they're you, they have all kinds of different sizes. Um, if you're a river guy, a lot of the guys are fishing the two. What what are they? Two and a half to three and a half, like the, in yeah. that range. Um, two and three quarter and three and a quarter. Yeah, they got five inch ones too, though. Yeah, but they're not nearly as popular in the river, right? As uh, those two other two sizes are, and um, you know, guys are throwing them on simple ball headed jigs up to um what did i see ryan throwing them on he was throwing them on the the jig masters you were throwing them on the jig masters dude that's another Um, product that so i i was using ball head jigs at the beginning of the year i switched over to the jig heads uh sled heads after i saw ryan use them i was like that's a great idea uh my big joshy would slide down the ball head jig hook after yeah. I get snagged, I do the bow and arrow snap to get unsnagged. It would rip the back of the Joshi. I'm like, I'm getting tired of this. I'm going yeah. through so many big Joshies because they're soft. Uh, got the sled heads. They have the little corkscrew where you can screw it on. Mm-hmm. I have had the same Joshi on the same sled head since I bought the things. Yeah. So I mean, like the it lasts. Issue I, more. The only issue I have with those um, those um, sled head jig heads that Cody's making. Is I'm bending their hooks out a lot, what not is, completely out, but like a little bit. So, um, well, the ball head jigs I was using were uh, 
Eagle Claw Laser Eye or something, yeah. so they were cheap. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not bending them out like bad. Um, it's just, and it usually comes on snags, so it's kind of given that that's probably going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and uh, I think when I was using, I was even I was throwing because I'm throwing like I think they got quarter quarter inch. Uh-huh. They go. Do they have a one eighth inch one? I can't remember. I think uh, he does. I, I, I think I think so. But I was bending them, but I was also throwing it on a medium heavy action rod. So yeah, you know, I was I was tugging on the shit to get it off there. <laughs> so, um, but uh, those are definitely cool baits, and that was one that I did get into throwing to this year. Was um, I not the big Joshy specifically, but one day I did go out with Ryan. He's like, "Hey, throw these big Joshies." He's like, and I was like, "Well, guess what, dude? I happen to have some." Uh, some of the jig masters ones and he's like he got stoked because i had the lighter ones we needed because it was one of the days because the river was down you know what i mean yeah it's really weird that you said what you said earlier because like when i was fishing and i would go out the river was always down and it was clear and you must have been always going out when it was high and it was muddy because (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like what is he talking about dude we had this huge drought this year it was like the river was down like all summer long like for the most i was part. talking about before it was probably june and before i think yeah okay yeah, yeah I was like, it, it seems like it was just yeah. dirty at the beginning of the year uh, i mean it's always like that springtime normally yeah you know but uh once after june dude is like all the way up through till october we barely Super had low. any rain so yep but yeah now it's now it's uh <laughs> It's at a good level and it's super clear. Like even after the rain we got last week, I I went out last Saturday. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Did you go I out just... on Sunday? You said you're going to go out in the cold rain. <sighs> no, because I ended my tooth ended up hurting real bad. So I was like, "Yeah, screw it." If you guys aren't watching us on video, <laughs> Brad's holding his his cheek because his tooth yeah. hurts. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me think. Uh, I I didn't go very often, so nothing was like popping in my head of something that I used that was different. Um, any gear clothing wise? No, Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit boattrader.com to get started. No, sorry. It was just a very uneventful year. Hopefully, I'll have some cool things to talk about next year. I've been pretty late this year. That's all good, man. Getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't got much else. You know, I just feel thought we'd talk about some baits and new products and stuff. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Not the most eventful episode. Like I said, it's that time of year. It gets to be hard to kind of book some of these, especially when we start winding down on our season. Um, We'll be shutting it down. I think our last uh, PNF episode is going to be December 12th, and we'll be down up and through the 3rd or 4th of January. So we got about a two to three week uh, vacation coming up. So uh, we got one more episode to do um and then uh, that'll be it for the year i do have like a really cool one i'm trying to i was trying to get booked before the end of the year for us um just having some trouble getting in contact with them like i said 
it's a clothing company. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, I contacted him, dude. So hopefully uh, we'll get some response back soon. But uh, if not, maybe we can record over the break and we'll have it locked and loaded for next year and start out with a cool one. So, Brad, I think you'll like it. I know our uh, River Rat buddies around here will love it. Um, it's a really cool idea. So look forward to cool. that one. And um, anything else, dude? Nope. I don't know what we got planned next week, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure something out. We'll just, yeah. Maybe we can get, uh, oh, maybe we'll just do a like a round table. We'll invite some of our crew on to join us. We could do that. Not Worst like products of No, I'm talking about like some of our buddies around here. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. So, all right. Um, yep. Everybody, thank you for listening again. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Yep. See you guys. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.